Ryan, get that replay of Bobby's hands on the fan cam right there. I was so close. <laughs> Look like a Chiefs receiver in here. Uh, Sean, RJ, and Roberto on so close. DFW Sports Station. It was a hard catch. It was a rocket throw. Adam, my left hand, too. Yeah, but from your hands, like, I mean, they're, they're, there's not much you can put on that. Mavs blow a 16-point lead. Devin Booker destroys them in the third quarter, outscores the entire Mavs team. We got Luka Drama in the stands, and the Mavs lose to the red-hot Phoenix Suns, who have won seven straight. This is the uh, the Mavericks experience, the mm. Dallas Mavericks experience of just the up and the down and the up and the down, and that's what this team has become. And I don't know what it, what at this point the outlook on this team is what play in, maybe maybe barely get into six, and ultimately probably championship first round exit championship yeah play in exit. Is, I can't oh, even keep track of what the freaking play in is. Is uh, it nine seven, eight eight seven? It's it's seven it, eight nine ten. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's seven eight nine ten, and you know, it's uh, it's just as important as the IST, the in season tournament, as we've dubbed I, it. That's his fifth ring. It is. That's it's five important. For LeBron, man. It absolutely is important. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you know what? I'm you're tired of that. I, 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 I you don't like the bit? No, he should get credit for that championship. Absolutely, Stop he does. Yes, it. he should, but not not as an NBA championship. Yeah, like, no, no, not the IST. Oh, the bubble one. The bubble. Yes. Oh, no, we're talking the bubble for sure. Yeah. We're talking yeah. IST. No, the yeah. other day when we when we said yeah. LeBron had four, we forgot the bubble one, I think. No, no, bubble is because he Bubble he, counts? He, two with Miami. Okay. Uh, he won the one after the Mavs and the one, the first Spurs one, then lost the second. Yeah. And then- Won one in Cleveland. One in Cleveland, and then the, the bubble. Because people mock the bubble one, too. They do. And that's, look, I mean- I don't think that's fair. There's a lot of players who tell you, like, that's that was the purest basketball we played. In the toughest environment. Yeah, they were like, we, we, we just, it was all about basketball. I think the Dodgers one is far more- um, Asterisky. Asterisky. That was a 60-game season. Right. That's not even half of a Major League Baseball season. But they play in the NBA that year, 65 games. I mean, the, the thing's, it, it ended in March. We're a month away from the playoffs. Anthony Rendon's dream. All right, Bobby, yeah. sorry, back to you. So I think that one of the things that you look at here is just this is a team that because the inconsistency and the up and the down, it's you're likely looking at first-round exit or play-in exit. And unless something just game-changing falls into your lap here in the next couple weeks leading up to the NBA trade deadline, that is the team that you are. They did not have Kyrie last night. Let's go ahead and mm-hmm. point that out. Grant Williams looked like a new man. Looked like uh, he was balling. Hit two early threes. They were up 16, as I said. And then the complete disintegration, uh, technical fouls, Luka Doncic in the stands. What do we make of that incident and what happened? I want you to think about that. You can hit us up on the Trevor.com text line. But Jason Kidd, you can tell. You can tell that he really wants to put Luca on blast for all the whining and the crying with the refs. This was Jay Kidd on things getting out of control and arguing with the stripes. No, I think it's it's a trend here. Um, unfortunate. Um, the referees are the referees. They're going to make calls, good or bad, just the nature of this of the league. Um, but we can't get calls every time down. Um, so we have to be better. Um, but it's January, the end of January, uh, mentally and physically um, fatigued, and sometimes you short-circuit, and so we have to be better at that as a, as a group. Um, 
a lot of T's, ejections, you know, so we'll go back and talk about that. But again, that first half, uh, we put ourselves in a good position in the second half, give them credit, but got going and we channel five them. We did everything we could. We just couldn't stop them. A triple technical early, mm. the first of seven such fouls. Uh, you know, I, I like the intensity early, but it's like the Mavericks could not handle it. Luca getting a tech on the way to the locker room after twisting his ankle. You had Nurkic there having us tweet about Draymond Green yep. being called in. Devin Booker with that little sly smile as Devin Booker said, oh, it was a Suns fan that Luca got ejected. Get me his information. I got some tickets oh, for him wow. down the road. He did. He said that after the game, and he's like, he's like, it must have shook Luca up to hear someone in his own building heckling him. You usually don't get that at home, but I usually do a good job of tuning out the fans. That okay, was, that yeah. was Devin Booker. Yeah, does yeah. he? Yeah, he does. somebody else in that team doesn't. I'll tell you that right now. Kevin Durant. Yeah, he doesn't do a good job of 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 tuning out anybody. But look, I get it. It's gotta, it's gotta suck to be heckled at your own building, in your own barn. But I mean, how different is that than people in Philadelphia booing their own players when they do bad? Right. I mean, it's 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 part of it, man. Like as long as he wasn't going out of line with, uh, you know, by saying things about family or or, or race, uh, then then that's to me. I mean, you gotta take it, man. He's gotta take it. It's part of being a professional athlete. Apparently, yeah. this fan, according to Tim McMahon, who was sitting right in front of this fan, well, uh, yelled. Luca, you're tired. Get your ass on the treadmill. Oh, no. And Luca had him thrown out. Now, Luca is saying that the fan was heckling him throughout the entire first half, and this was just the final straw. McMahon did not include that in his reporting, and that led to Luca being really ticked off with Tim in the post. Luca, what were you frustrated about at the end of the uh, second quarter when you got that tactical? Uh, I know I saw you. When you said about the fan, you know, that was not a true all. That was not the only thing he said. Uh, but I knew you would be the first one to, to point out something like that. I'm not going to say what he said, but I knew you were going to be the first one to put out something like that. So I just saw it, man. It's just funny. He always seemed to be the first one to put some bad stuff about me. First of all, 99% of the stuff I've written about you has been good. Uh, I don't know. I was sitting two rows behind us. All right. So it was the only thing he was... That time he said something, the only thing. That was what you reacted to. Yeah, I was hearing the whole first half, right? Oh, you didn't hear anything? He was definitely hollering. Okay, there we go. But you put out something that was just the only thing. But what was okay, the final what, 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 what was the what final was the issue? What was the thing that... It's not the issue. I'm just seeing you seems to be the first one to always put something bad about me. That's fine. It's all over. That's Why did you ask for the fan to be ejected? Because he was cursing me the whole first half, too. Why didn't you ask for Luka to be ejected in the first half, then? Because I never would eject a fan. They pay for tickets, but I had enough, you know. It's a little bit of frustration. You turned your head and looked over at him after he said that. That's, I mean, that's what we saw. Yeah, that's fine. Be the, guy, the bad guy in the media, right? It's all right. you like fairly portrayed in the media? No. Whoa. Well, about that... I, I, and I get, I, I get the, first off, I think it's funny. I would never have a fan ejected from the arena. You just did though. So like, you can't say you never would, but the the thing there is that I, I do get the frustration of like, if you feel like 
I, w- I was taking a ton in the first half. And then, yeah, when we start losing and I hear it again, it's like, you know what? Get him out. I'm tired. Like, I'm just tired of hearing it. And right now I'm frustrated. Just get him out. Like, I get that. And that context is missing. It seems like when we see it on Twitter. If it's true. Yeah. Well, uh, McMahon said, yeah, he was hollering. Hollering. And so, like, McMahon did hear him yelling at him the entire first half. And so, Luke is frustrated with the idea of, like, you didn't give the back context of, like, that's not the first comment I heard from the guy. So, I understand being frustrated by that. It's still soft. Yeah. It's still soft, but I do understand feeling like this doesn't give the complete picture of why I was so frustrated. And I don't think McMahon is, like... At least I've never gotten the impression he's just this anti-Luca troll who's going to, like, assassinate his character all yeah, the time. Yeah, Luca probably has not loved Tim is the one who's been on the weight stories, the conditioning stories. Um, yeah, I mean, Tim, Tim generally is, I mean, I wouldn't call him negative, but I certainly wouldn't refer to him as a, like, <laughs> he's down for he's com- a positive pet. He's down for confrontation. Yeah. He, he almost was- sounded excited yesterday when Luca went at him. He's like, okay, here we go. Yeah, here we go. And yes. McMahon's getting, Why did he say that? He's getting destroyed on Twitter, McMahon is. He's getting absolutely roasted uh, for being. That's foam finger guy, though. That's MFFL guy. Oh yeah, that's road. That, that's going after McMahon, and, and you know it's fine. Like, but when I was calling out Luca, when, when whenever right now I call out Luca for complaining too much, the majority of Mavs fans, at least on my timeline, they don't fight with me about it. Like, you just you you, you can't continue to defend it. It's just it's exhausting. It ruins watching his greatness. And don't get me wrong, and I've defended him, you know, since. After his rookie year, RJ hit on him early along with Bassick, but the Trey Young comparisons were ridiculous. He is unstoppable. He's unstoppable. He's a better basketball player than Dirk. That he's going to the Hall of Fame, but this is just it makes it tough to go ahead and watch. And Jason Kidd was asked, what do you specifically tell Luca when he does this? Yeah, that's a great question, Tim. Don't have an answer. I think we might have jinxed it, you know, today talking about he hadn't had a tee. Uh, Boston has been, you know, it had been a while before Boston. And uh, you could see Boston, he was running hot, and, and tonight he was running hot. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll talk to him about it. Um, you know, he's a competitor. Um, he likes to have discussions uh, with the referees. Um, but he has to be better. And uh, as a group, we have to be better. Uh, again, we can't come out of, of halftime and give up a 40, you know, something quarter against a very good team. That just it puts too much pressure on your defense and it puts too way too much pressure on your offense when you're not shooting the ball straight. And that's the way it's been here this week. Chris in Fort Worth, you're live on Sean and RJ to talk about the Mavs. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. No uh, first of all, I want to say, hey, I'm a uh, MFFLer, man. I love my Mavs. Uh, second thing I want to say is Jay Kidd needs to go, man. He, you know, a, a, a head coach needs to bring intensity. They need to bring fire. They need to draw X's and O's. You know, that timeout he called last night to have like a little committee meeting and ask him, hey, what's going on? You know, there's no there's no fire there. I miss, I miss Carlisle. I miss Jim Carrey. I miss him bringing that heat, <laughs> you know, with – with with the uh, with the players, man. I mean, I could go on and on about this. We've had a lot of injuries, you know. People coming back, getting their legs underneath them. People coming back and learn how to play together as a group. Um, you know, we had a good draft pick, my boy Lip Lively out of Duke. But I, I just I, I feel that he's lost the team uh, on the floor and in the locker room. Thank you for the call. A lot of and there has been for a couple of years now. A lot of Mike McCarthy esque vibes 
towards Jason Kidd. Yeah, but it's it's the opposite of this. They always teams always go for the opposite. If you had a authoritarian, the next guy is going to be the easy one. We go from Don Nelson to Avery Johnson. Right. So I mean, you couldn't get more opposite than those two. Uh, and I mean, it's different in the sense that the like the the McCarthy vibes. That's definitely become that. But think about how much goodwill. Jason Kidd had built up after that first year. He, it was always the man pressing all the right buttons, knows just how to challenge Luca. Took this group of of you know Luca and a bunch of dudes and willed them to the Western yeah. Conference Finals. What an incredible job! How how could you ever question what what Nico and Kidd and them want to do? And then that disappeared all in the span of about a half a season. Mavs it, it have did. lost three straight and four of five. I do think though that like. You know, if, if from an attraction attractiveness to free agents when they've got cash, like Kid is far more. What are you smiling about over there? Kid is far more uh, likable and attractive than than most coaches. The segment I've been waiting for for over twelve hours. Is it true what we were told last night? We dive into it with a humongous life change, possibly for Peyton Russell in the payload next. 